How are Russia and President Vladimir Putin managing the pandemic? Hi, it's Chris. Angela Stent is Professor of Government and Foreign Service at Georgetown University and author of Putin's World, Russia Against the West and With the Rest. Angela addressed that question, as well as whether lower oil prices will undermine Putin's regime and his hold on power. Angela made her statements in a conference call last Sunday. Angela, the floor is yours. Well, much lower oil prices undermine the Putin regime. So we all know that low oil prices under Gorbachev hastened the collapse of the Soviet Union, and that low, low oil prices plus the financial collapse in 1998 eroded much of Yeltsin's support. We also know that rising oil prices from 2000 to 2008 made Vladimir Putin, in as much as he was able to consolidate his power, create a centralized authoritarian state as people's standard of living and his own popularity rose. So will low oil prices be his undoing? And I'm going to paraphrase the title of Ken Rogoff's book. This time, it's really different. Russia is better placed financially than it was at the start of the three previous oil price collapses since 1997. It's got $500 billion in reserve funds, and the government has the resources to keep the economy stable. And the flexible ruble policy means that the budget can withstand weaker oil revenues relatively better than before. Nevertheless, prior to the ill-advised Russian-Saudi oil war at the beginning of March and the coming, of course, of the COVID pandemic, the calculus was that $42 a barrel of oil was needed to balance the budget. Low oil prices will put a significant strain on the economy. And many believe that because of the effects of the pandemic and low oil prices, the Russian economy could contract by as much as 10% this year. Whether this undermines the Putin regime will depend on a number of other factors. Russia's public health system was fragile before COVID hit. For instance, 33% of medical facilities in the provinces have no running hot water or central heating. There's not nearly enough PPE, and physicians are increasingly protesting the woefully inadequate medical supply situation once you go beyond the major cities. And indeed, the Russian government is now drafting medical students with inadequate training to deal with COVID patients. Um, Second question had to do with public opinion. Um, Public opinion is pretty negative about the way the Putin government has handled the outbreak. The government doesn't get high marks for its handling of the crisis. The prime minister and the mayor of Moscow are actually doing better than President Putin by some polls. Russia has now the second largest number of COVID cases in the world, second only to the United States, roughly 260,000 today, with 10,000 new cases a day in the past week. Official Russian statistics show a low number of deaths, 2,300, but last week's inquiry by the Financial Times and New York Times, using Russian data, claimed that the number of deaths was up to 70% higher. The Russian government, of course, has vigorously disputed this. Putin's popularity rate is down to 59%, lower than it's been in the entire 20 years that he's been in power. Worse still, only 28% of the Russian population trust him. Since the pandemic broke, he's rarely addressed his population. He remains sequestered in his home just outside Moscow. He ventured out alone last Saturday on the 75th anniversary of the end of World War II to lay a bouquet of roses at the tomb of the unknown soldier instead of presiding over the extravagant military parade he had hoped to hold on Red Square. He's delegated the work of dealing with COVID to the mayor of Moscow, Sergei Sobyanin, and to the prime minister, Mikhail Mishustin, who himself has just recovered from COVID.
Putin had to postpone the April 22nd constitutional referendum, which is supposed to enable him to stay in power until 2036, by which time he will have been in power 10 years longer than Joseph Stalin. So what I call the Putin Forever Project is on hold. Nevertheless, 47% of the Russian population say that they support these constitutional changes to keep him in power. But 47% also say they're dissatisfied the way, with the way that the government has handled the pandemic. Uh, and the final question had to do with how well Russia can do testing and quarantining. So normally you would expect that in an authoritarian state, people will accept government control, quarantining, testing, etc., better than those in a more democratic society. But Russians also exhibit some of the very same characteristics as those in the United States who march with signs demanding their liberty and skeptical of the government. There have been scattered protests throughout Russia against lockdowns and against the closing of businesses, including a large one in the North Caucasus a couple of weeks ago. With unemployment up to 11% and government support going mainly to Kremlin-connected businesses so far, rather than small businesses, and general Russian skepticism about their government. There's been resistance to obeying government rules. There's also not enough, uh, nearly enough testing uh, equipment. Putin has not made this any easier by portraying himself as the one who wants to open up the economy and trying to shift the owners for restrictions to local governors and mayors. And that's not unlike, of course, the situation in the United States. I spoke to a friend of mine in Moscow yesterday, and it appears that in Moscow, which is the epicenter of this pandemic, most people are obeying the stay-at-home instructions. She's over 65, and no one over 65 is allowed to leave their home. You get fined for it. Food is ordered online and delivered, providing, of course, you have the money to pay for it. Younger people can go out with face coverings, and the metro is operating. But the apps which the city wanted to use to track everyone's movements are not working that well. So it's really a patchwork. So the bottom line is the COVID pa pandemic has called into question Putin's plans to stay in power till 2036. But of course, there's so far no viable alternative to him.